Hi, welcome to the Enya Sisters podcast. Today is episode four, how to love your types. We really love this topic because when we began studying the Enneagram a few years ago, one of the most eye-opening arenas was understanding the types that you are closest to, whether it's your best friends, your spouse, obviously, or your kiddos. It really has created space for you to learn and love them better. Right, for sure. And then while we're on that topic, knowing your people is what this episode is going to be all about. And the only way you're going to know your people is understanding their Enneagram type. As you know, we have a free quiz on our website, enneasisters.com. Please get on there, have your spouse take it, have your kiddos take it if they're old enough. And yeah, and you can even dive deeper by getting into our packets, which take you through why you're motivated to do certain things, what your triggers are, and so much more. Please take it, have your closest friends take it. Um, you won't be disappointed. So this morning we're gonna jump in in talking about how to love your types by going through in order of the triads. We did this in our last episode and it's really helpful because it helps you understand kind of where they're coming from, from a first integral reaction to anything in life. So we're gonna start with the gut triad with Enneagram type eight. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about one arena of how to love a type A, and then Kelly's going to follow with another arena of how to love them. So the way that I'm going to go forward with this is speaking to kind of where they go in stress and then follow that up with how to love them through that stress. And then Kelly's going to approach it from a little different direction and she'll speak to that. So when we're talking about type eights, they, when they're in stress, they go to a lust and we're not talking about lust of flesh. We're talking more about lust of intensity. They crave intensity from the depths of their beings. Um, so if you are in a relationship with a type eight, be ready to challenge them back. They want you to try to be their equals. They want you to respect them at that level. And that's also how you will earn their respect. They also want you to be honest with them. You know, they like to cut through everything to get to the truth of the matter. So be really honest with them. Don't try to be phony because they're going to get that right away. And then let them feel in control. You know, above everything, they crave that control, whether it's conversation, situation, let them feel that control sometimes and confirm through that that you respect them that you are reaffirming them through words and actions and reaffirm that you're not going to betray them because one of the things they dislike is vulnerability. So understanding that they can be consistent with you, that they have a consistent pattern with you and that you will not betray them, but honor them is going to be their safe place. And that's what they need most, I think. Um, and last but not least, try to understand that they have a competitive side, you know, feed into that, whether you're a competitive person or not feed into that sometimes and let them be competitive, you know, competition can be really healthy and it's definitely, definitely going to be a normal for a type eight. So let it be right. All good points. So. Um, from a different side, I'm just going to be talking about some of their natural tendencies and how you can help support each type. So, 
um, type eights, they do have a tender side even though they try to hide that about themselves. Um, they don't want to be seen as weak or vulnerable, but it's important for you if you're in a relationship with a type eight to bring this side out um, by not judging them when they show up being vulnerable and encouraging them when they are vulnerable with you. And eights um, appreciate straightforwardness and confidence. So that means they want you to stand up for yourself and they want you to stand up for them. This really means a lot to the type eight. And they like directness. So remember, if you're not a type eight, they don't mean for that directness to feel like an attack. So give them grace here. That's just who they are. Right. Type eights, fun types. All right, moving on to type nine. So with nines, when they're in stress, they move to sloth. And that doesn't mean laziness. It's more of a disconnection from drive, from motivation. So when they're in that slothness, um, try to be that person that keeps them motivated, keeps them in that healthy strength side. Um, and when they are there, appreciate their loyalness. Appreciate that, you know, sometimes they just want to stay home and snuggle. So if you're the type that wants to go out and go, 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 um, understand that your type nine in that relationship wants to just stay home and be, and let them have that space. Let them have that quiet. They definitely need, um, apart from most of the types in this gut triad, they need some quiet space. They need a retreat. So try to understand that if you are a type that likes to go. Um, understand that they're going to need that more than you. It'll help them come back to peace. It'll help them come back to motivation. And another thing about um, a type nine is they are a self-critic. So learn to forgive them, learn to forget quickly, and ask them about how they are feeling. They're gonna need that because they're going to easily disconnect and check out. So if you're asking them how they're feeling, it's gonna bring them back and it's gonna honor them and help them understand that you do care and that you do appreciate them, even if you do things differently. Right, so nines are naturally indecisive and have a hard time getting going. Um, so give them patience in this and never push them or make hard and fast demands on them. This will just make them go further into their disconnect. Um, these peaceful types like taking it slow, so that patience is gonna be really important. Um, let them take their time with things. Um, they're gonna really value that, and they also value the quiet along with their peace and harmony. And since this type is not assertive, they need you to take the initiative. They like it when you pick the place to eat out or the fun thing to do. It puts less pressure on them for these conflict avoiders. And they also appreciate, like Jenny was saying, you asking about them. They tend to uh, merge into whatever other type they're with and um, kind of take on the opinions and thoughts of whoever's around them. So um, you asking about them is going to help them feel honored and help you find out who they really are. And also um, support them and help them in the hard things that they try to avoid. Um, everybody's gonna come across hard things that they have to do, and the nine tries to get away from these things. So um, give them a confidence boost and help them get through these hard things. 
Yeah, that's so great. I mean, it's hard to be in a spot where you're not being encouraged and you're slippery, you're slipping into the slope of stress. So really understanding that nines need you to appreciate them and keep them going is so key. All right, moving on to number one, the perfectionist. Um, That is in fact their fault. That is sometimes their worst enemy and their best confidant. So being a perfectionist, being someone that continually is, again, a self-critic, understand that details really do matter. So if you're in a relationship with a type one, try not to judge them for caring about the details. Understand that those details help them to forget about the little things and move on to the bigger things, but they do matter to them. And if they can't fix the details, they're going to hyper-focus on them. Also understand that ones are big picture people. So they really are eco-conscious, you know, save the world types. So get involved with whatever their cause is. If they have a cause they really care about, get involved with it. Even if it's not your passion, it's going to show that you care about them, that you care about what they are doing, and that you are there for them and support them. Also compliment and reassure them because as they are uh, prone to perfectionism, they are continually criticizing themselves on the inside. So when they do something, compliment them, even if it's something simple like making the bed or folding towels, compliment them. Notice those little things because it's going to go a really long way in your relationship. And then help them the way that they need to be helped. I know this for sure because I am a type one and I, I've had conversations with other types where, you know, we talk about making beds or cleaning our homes and I definitely have a certain way of doing this. And I've talked to my husband about this and he kind of pokes fun and, you know, we have a relationship where we, we can do that. And he says, you know, things like, oh, well, the queen isn't coming over. Well, although he doesn't mean harm by that comment, those comments can be hurtful, especially if you are in a stressful place. So try to understand that the way that ones do things are important. Um, And those little details, again, are going to really matter. And then last but not least, encourage them to have fun. They can get stuck into rigid, organized, proper way of doing things. So encourage them to have fun and really compliment them when they do. Make that a space that they want to return to often. Right. So ones expect you to do what you say and they really value honesty. So this means that you need to keep your commitments with ones and follow through on what you say. This is really going to reiterate how much um, you value the relationship and it's going to help them trust you. Uh, Ones also really appreciate when you acknowledge the good that they are doing. They don't need another critic. They do enough of that all on their own. So point out something that they've done well at and be honest with them. They also want an equal partner, so match the work that they are doing. They're working really hard to get something done. They want you to work really hard to get that thing done as well. And when they're getting overly critical of themselves, kindly remind them that they're doing a good job, that it's okay if it's not perfect, they need that encouragement, and um, they need your help to get them out of that critic spiral. Yeah, great. Moving on to heart triad. The heart triad, those feelers. 
So type two, their stress goes right to pride. And not in the way we would traditionally think of pride, but more in the way that they believe they are the one to fulfill everyone's needs. And they also believe that they do not have any needs of their own, which can be a very prideful position. So if you do have a type two in your life, understand that they also need to be needed. Tell them that you appreciate them. Show gratitude over all of these things that they are constantly doing things for you and other people. Um, And then do things for them because they are not going to ask you to do things, right? Uh, We talked about the criticism. All of these types have um, somewhat of a way to handle criticism. Twos are going to be the ones that for sure are at the top of the list to not criticize. They are emotional. They are probably the most sensitive of all of the Enneagram types. So when you do come across conflict in your relationship, be really gentle with them and let them know that you are on their side. Uh, Another thing to think about when you think about twos is to love them despite the service and their desire to do these things, these projects and serving other people. Sometimes that might get under your skin. It might annoy you at times, but they really believe that this is their purpose in life. So maybe get behind them, be part of their project and help them understand that you don't need anything in return when they are serving you or when you are serving them rather. So when you are serving them, make sure that they understand that you don't want anything in return. They definitely go to a quid pro quo type attitude and that's how they see the world. I do something for you, you're gonna do something for me. So when you're serving them as an act of kindness and as an act out of character for them um, to desire, they need it. And so when you are fulfilling that need, make sure that they understand that you do not have any expectations for any type of service returned back that will honor your relationship and will only help you get deeper with that person. Right. So um, twos really need gratitude more than anything. They're always lending a hand and willing to go above and beyond. And all they long for is for you to say thank you. Um, I appreciate it. You know, you meant a lot doing that for me. Um, And they need reminded of their value. And they need you to ask how they are doing because they sometimes forget to express themselves or that they have their own feelings because they focus so much on the feelings of others. So be there for them like they are there for you. They really crave this reciprocity in relationships and um, lovingly help twos understand the boundary of helping too much. So they kind of get in a spiral of needing to help and doing, 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 Um, but this can become unhealthy for them. So just have a healthy conversation with them about this is what I need. This needs to get done. This doesn't need to get done and help them understand that. Right. And again, constantly understanding that they, uh, criticism is going to be hard for them. So when you do go into those conflict situations that arise, make sure you go at it gently. Um, All right, moving on to three. Their stress mode puts them into deceit. So a place where they don't really represent who they are. They're constantly putting up a 
a face that they want you to see. They want to always appear a certain way. And again, that's not gonna be healthy for them, but they do just want to be loved for who they are. And I think hands down for a three, that's going to be monstrumental, right? That is going to be your first go-to in loving a three is to love them for who they are. Make it an authentic compliment. Compliment their character not their outside appearance. Compliment the real things in their lives, the things that make them who they are on the inside. And be a safe safe space for them because I think a lot of times they feel that the world is after them and they have to pretend and they have to be, you know, put on this facade and be the person everybody wants them to be in order to be who they are. And that isn't the case, but they really do believe this deep down So be a safe space for them. Be that listener that they need. And when they're around you, let them be relaxed. They need a space where they can have a trustworthy experience and let their guard down. So be that person in their life, especially if you're a spouse to a type three. Um, Let them know that they don't have to always have it all together. You know, whether they believe that or not, it's just not true but they're going to believe that. So just tell them, you don't have to have it all together. I'm here for you. It's gonna be okay. I love you for who you are. Those simple statements are gonna go a long, long way with threes. And understand that sometimes they will need to be the chameleon and be okay with that. You know, if you are in a relationship with a type three, they are going to be the chameleon whether they want to or not. So in those moments, Be okay with it. It's not going to be all the time if they're in a healthy relationship, but you are going to be, you are going to see it. So be free and undemanding of expectations in that space. Right. So as Jenny was saying, threes always want to be seen in the best light. So, and they're also very sensitive in this heart and feelings triad. So keep things positive rather than being overly critical or emotional. Um, Compliment them. Um, honestly cheer them on when they have real authentic feelings and they're showing you them Um, they need you to cheer these on and uplift them when they're being their true selves because this doesn't come out of them often unless they're really comfortable with you Um, and help them with their work boundaries this is where they might lose sight of what's important they can become workaholics and let work take over Um, Sometimes they might even forget to eat lunch because they're so caught up in working. So you as a loved one can help them set boundaries and show them that maybe spending time with you is a good way to break that cycle. And But most importantly, just keep reminding them that you love them for who they are, not what they can do. And those compliments are really important to type three. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Those compliments are going to go a long way. Type four. We are still in the feeling triad. Um, They go to stress when they feel they are not enough. Um, Something is missing. They're always looking and craving for that new thing, that unique thing that they can find or they can be. So first of all, give them something unique. Um, Support them in their uniqueness. You know, they're always craving to be different than everyone else and that is intrinsically who they are so support them in that try to get rid of your critic if it's there and just you know let them be them let them be who they are and then keep lists especially if you're you know a type 
that does keep lists of how proud you are of them and pull those out, pull those compliments out when you need them because they are going to want to hear those compliments and they're going to need to feel those compliments and then discuss feelings. Honestly, you're going to want to, again, be honest and, and gentle with fours, but discuss feelings because again, they're in the feeling triad. They're all about the feelings. So if you are not in the feeling triad, be really open to discussing them, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable, because that is how you're going to love fours best. And then to balance out fours, ask about them, their dreams, let them dream away, let them talk about things they're looking forward to, but then take practical steps with them so that they can learn and grow and they can learn and grow with you together. And that's gonna be a great way to allow for them to be them but also to draw them back to reality because they're gonna need that. Um, and last but not least, make space for beauty. Uh, fours are so good at being your artists, your designers, those people that really draw into that creative world that we love. So allow for that space and maybe even take part in it with them. That's gonna help you get closer and deepen that relationship. Yeah, for sure. So fours, just like the other two types in this um, heart triad, love compliments and words of encouragement, maybe even more than the other two types because they really want to feel like they are special and different um, and they need that support from you and helping them love themselves and see their own significant value. Uh, Fours have great intuition and vision and unique abilities. So these are areas that you can encourage, support, and respect in them. Um, really compliment when they use their intuition to make good decisions and when they're sharing with you their visions and their special creative abilities. Really encourage them. And fours are also sensitive, as we've talked about, so be careful with criticism. And also, they don't always want to be cheered up when they're in a melancholy mood. Sometimes they just want to be, and they just want to feel those deep emotions. So the best thing you can do is either let them alone with that, or maybe even sit with them through these deep emotions. Right. And that can be challenging if you are a type seven or maybe even a type one or one of the other numbers that does want to go, go, go. So yeah, understanding that they need that space and um, that's a way to love them best is great. All right, moving on to head, those thinkers. We're gonna start with type five. So the, when they move into stress, they go to avarice or um, a protection of what they have. A lot of times this is having to do with knowledge. Um, they understand how, understand how taxing social events are for them. So if you are someone who is craving social events and really thrive off of social events, really understand that when they push their personality to do social events, then that is a taxing thing for them. Um, if you are in a relationship with a type five, maybe take two cars to a social event so that one can leave early. Um, really love on them and thank them for going to a social event, understanding that that, that is something that they sacrificed for you. And then don't make them feel responsible for your feelings. Again, they're not in the feeling triad. In fact, they're the opposite of all of the numbers they feel the least. And what I mean by that is when you're talking about feelings, they're not going to jump in and try to understand your feelings and try to give you 
you know, helping cues on how to handle things that you're going through when it comes to feelings. This is not in their solution wheelhouse. So just understand that. Don't make them feel responsible for that. They have their feelings, you have yours, and um, accepting that is going to help grow your relationship. They also really need their independence. So this kind of falls in line with what we talked about at the beginning about you know social events. They're going to need that alone time, that privacy and solitude to recharge, but also because they just like being alone. They like being alone to learn new things, to research, to grow their knowledge, um, to just be. And when you are engaging them, be open with information um, so that they feel that they know you. When you are conversating with a type five and they feel like you're hiding things from them, um, that will allow for them to put up a guard with you. And obviously in trying to deepen a relationship, we don't want that. So just be open with what's going on, even if it's little minute details, like what's going on in your day. Just try to be open with type fives. And last but not least, coming from me, don't ask them to quote, hang out. They're not the hangout types. They don't understand what that means. There's no criteria around hangout. We know that sevens and ones and other numbers appreciate hangout. They do not appreciate it. So plan an actual event with time frames, maybe a theme, um, something you're actually going to be doing at this place and time. Um, yeah, don't ask them to hang out, right? <laughs> So as Jenny said, fives really value their independence and they also want you to be independent and you to be self-sufficient the way that they are. Uh, they don't like clingy friends and they require a lot of alone time like we discussed earlier to re-energize and just to be in their headspace. They really like being in their headspace and thinking about things and um, don't guilt trip them for this. They need their time alone and that's just who they are. So. Um, you can let them know you're available when they're done with their alone time and you're available for when they need you. Uh, fives don't like surprises. They don't like intrusions or too many emotions. So uh, let them know ahead of time. Let them know the details so that they can plan and have correct expectations. They really like to know, as Jenny said, what's going on so that they can feel at ease about things. And take your drama to someone else. They like straightforwardness they like to be brief they don't want to deal with emotions so uh, try your best to just uh, keep things easy for them yeah that's that's a five <laughs> moving on to type six of course we know type sixes in stress go to fear and fear can be a really hard place to be in so we as their loved ones want to keep them out of fear and one of the best ways we can do that is communication. With sixes, I would say over communicate. You know, if you are with them and you are on the phone, let them know who you're talking to if you can, if that's appropriate. If you are planning something, give them as many details as you can possibly give them. Don't let them guess because that's when they go into their fear mode. Also show them that you're trustworthy, that you can be a confident person in their lives. Um, be trustworthy by owning up to your actions, being true to what you say. Don't be wishy-washy. Be that person in their lives, especially if you're a spouse. 
um, and remind them of your commitments. You know, if you are a person that has a relationship with a six, um, constantly remind them that you're committed to them. You're, you're safe. You're there. They don't have to worry about you. And then don't make fun of their doubts because they are going to doubt a lot of things. Don't make fun of them, especially when you come into conflict. Keep all of those comments at bay because that's only going to push them into their fear space. Help them relax, you know. If you need to, walk them through the worst case scenarios and really ask them, is this real? Is this just in your head? You know, if they feel that you are a safe person and you can conversate through these worst case scenarios, they're going to be able to feel safer with you and come back to you and be patient with them because they're going to go back and forth um, challenging these fear situations. So continue to be patient with them, especially if you're a spouse, because these fears don't just go away overnight, right? It's a long journey. You need to be consistent with communicating with them so that they can feel safe. And again, be patient with that journey. Reassure them that everything is going to be okay. I would say, first and foremost, saying that everything's going to be okay over and over is probably your best go-to. And don't push, but encourage fun things. Sixes need to get out and do fun things. They need to go on adventures. They need to, you know, be expressed. And they're not going to typically do that on their own. So don't push them or force them to do these things, but encourage, let them decide, but encourage them. And again, let them know that everything's going to be okay. Right. So just to reiterate a couple points. Um, yeah, like Jenny was saying, sixes struggle a lot with anxiety and it's important to be really clear about expectations and knowing those details really does help set their mind at ease and that reassurance of the relationship that you're committed um, to each other and to them Um, and acknowledging their strengths of loyalty and responsibility can be very helpful as well as laughing and joking around with them this can also help them feel more at ease so um, don't judge them for their anxiety it is a real thing Um, just be there for them to be that reassuring helpful friend Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I was going to say that once you do and you've walked that path towards patience and understanding them, they're the best friends you could ever have. They're loyal. They'll be loyal to you forever. And so that relationship building is so worth it. All right. Last but not least is our type seven who in stress goes to gluttony and not the way we typically think of it, like most of the other types, but in positive experiences. They are so craving positive experiences. They want the adventure. They don't want to be confined. Um, Let their fun adventures be their ideas if you can. And with those positive experiences, um, it's funny because I'm married to a type seven and they want positive experiences so much that they sometimes um, negate reality. Um, I can give you a great example of the weather, right? We can't change the weather. The weather is the weather. But there have been many situations where my husband and I are driving and it's sprinkling. It starts to sprinkle and I'll say something like, oh, I think it's going to rain today or it is raining right now and it's probably going to rain. Maybe that thing we were going to do isn't going to happen. And his response is, don't be negative. 
it's not gonna rain today. We're not, it's not raining. I mean, it's it's literally raining and he's saying it's not raining because he wants to do the experience that we've already planned, right? So that may be something that the seventh need to work on, but it is that positive experience they're always craving, right? So let's go ahead and lean into that. Um, listen to their stories, engage with them, engage with those stories and understand that their their need and their craving for activity and excitement, especially if you are a type, unlike myself, because I do grow to a seven, so it's easy for me to be married to a seven most times. But if you are not a type that really craves adventure and loves adventure, understand that your type seven needs it. It's in their blood, like that's all they want. In fact, if it were their choice, it would be all day, every day, right? So you can support them by grounding them and balancing them, but also allowing for that adventure, engaging in that adventure, being a part of it shows that you are committed to them, that you are encouraging them by doing that. And then together commit to something good. You know, it could be a trip. It could just be something you've been meaning to do for a long time, but have been afraid to do it. Commit to it together, little or big. That's going to show that you're showing up for them, that you want to walk through these positive experiences with them. And again, deepen your relationship. Right. Um, Sevens really need that companionship of you going with them and doing the fun thing with them, the adventure, the spontaneity. Um, They love surprises and just being creative and having fun. Um, They also really crave a lot of affection. So if you have a seven in your life, hug them often, kiss them, hold their hand, um, touch their shoulder. They need that uh, physical touch. And they also crave freedom. They don't like to be tied down. They don't want to be restricted in any way. Um, And they also don't like being alone. So that companionship along with allowing them to have these adventures and grand dreams of fun is really important. And then lastly, remind them to savor the moment. They often are looking into the future of the next fun thing that's going to happen that they miss the moment that they're in. So just redirect them and show them that, hey, I'm here with you right now and we're doing this together. Remind them that we're in the now so that grounding can be really helpful for the type seven. Yeah, that's great. So again, just a reminder that if you do not know your type, jump onto anyassisters.com. Have your spouse, your best friends, take the quiz. It's completely free. It's going to help them know your type, their type rather, and then you will know their type so you can better grow that relationship. Thank you so much for listening and we hope to have you on next time.